On the 16th of February 1547, Henry VIII is buried at Windsor Castle. He had died on the 28th of January at Whitehall Palace at the age of 55. Henry's death was kept secret for a couple of days because the transition to a council because his nine-year-old son was too young to take the throne in his own right, Edward VI was obviously only nine years old, that transition had to be carefully managed. All planned out and actually so was Henry's funeral. Everything had to be managed in minute detail. The ceremony and pageantry of the funeral had to reaffirm to the country that the Tudors were the rightful rulers of the country. This is still a fledgling dynasty. The entire Tudor dynasty, as, as a tangent, was only 113 years. So we're still young into that as well. And so a funeral is, is a, an opportunity for the message to be uh, hammered home is a, is, a, is a phrase that, that I use, uh, to uh, that the Tudors are the rightful heirs. And obviously Henry VIII has died, but Edward VI, his son, is now on the throne and all is going to be well. Henry's funeral procession had left on the 14th of February and had one overnight stay in Sion Abbey, uh, and the that's where the story of the dogs licking the blood comes from, which I will put a link in the show notes for you to go and look at that in more detail as well. The procession was four miles long. Henry's body was pulled on a carriage, pulled by eight horses. The coffin was draped in cloth of gold with an effigy of Henry on the top. And this was an impressive sight for anyone who saw the procession. The ceremony too was probably has, as Henry would have wanted. The procession had done well at showing this Renaissance prince was going to be much missed. And the ceremony taken by um, Stephen Gardner, the Bishop of Winchester. Henry's coffin was lowered into its temporary place uh, next to his third wife, Jane Seymour, Edward VI's mother, the white wands of office broken now and followed him into the grave, as was customary. As for the instructions Henry left for his tomb, in his will he had requested a convenient altar honourably prepared and apparelled with all manner of things requisite and necessary for daily masses there to be said perpetually while the world shall endure. However, neither the tomb nor the masses were completed as Henry had stipulated. Now, if you want to know more about why Henry is still in his temporary tomb in St George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, then check out this video, my most popular video to date, still going strong, and I go into all of the reasons why Henry is still where, uh, well, in, like I say, in the choir at St George's Chapel, Windsor, and why he was never moved to the tomb that he had, while well, the tomb was never built and why he was never moved to it. A black marble sarcophagus confiscated from Cardinal Wolsey by Henry was already at Windsor. Now, thanks to John Speed, the 17th century mapmaker and antiquarian in his 1627 book, The History of Great Britain, 
we're able to get an understanding of how Henry planned to use this sarcophagus for himself. Fortuitously, for the original manuscript has unfortunately gone missing, Speed transcribes the instructions Henry left for a double tomb, magnificent in size, decoration and iconography. It's described in just over 1,400 words and plans uh, included effigies of the king and queen as if sleeping. There were going to be numerous angels, prophets, aloft columns, scriptures and children with baskets of red and white roses scattering them down over the tomb and the pavement beyond. It would have been fabulous, very Henry-esque. However, the sarcophagus remained at Windsor for over 250 years until the Georgians found a use for it and transported it to the crypt of St Paul's Cathedral in London, where it now holds the coffin of Admiral Horatio Nelson. Mm -hmm.